Welcome, 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 Level Up Nation, to the Improve Your Hustle podcast with Kendall Bonner, where you will be inspired, challenged, and empowered to wake up, level up, repeat. So, you know, um, with these lessons that you've given us, you know, about humility and gratitude and serving others, um, what I'm, I'm also curious about is, and, and, you know, when we first started talking, you know, you mentioned your background in, um, going into the military and then I know you led a SWAT team and you went, you know, you went to law enforcement. So basically a a non-sales business, but now you literally run a sales business with a previous background that's not in sales. What has been the most memorable sales, like one-on-one lesson that you learned? Because there's a lot of people that get into our industry with not, without a sales background and it's a big change. So I love this question because I, I get asked this a lot. What does that got to do with this? You know, that's yeah. everything. Um, actually, it has everything to do with what I do right now. The, uh, first of all, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I've, I've always thought I can, I can be more, I can do more. Um, I've, I've had a couple of my own businesses. I used to have a, an online company uh, in the late nineties. Um, I had a security consulting company in late nineties, early two thousands. That actually is what got me into Remax is I did a contract with Remax selling my service, which was real estate agent safety training to the real estate industry. So um, I, and I did, I did some other consulting work. Uh, I went from basically selling products to selling service uh, because it was way more fun and, and frankly owning an online company that focused on trying to sell to government entities in the late 90s was not the time to do that. A little bit before it's time, although I kind of wish I'd kept that because I'd be like the biggest online sales company uh, in that space right now. But um, it was a lesson. I made a little money, went, okay, there's bigger and better things that I can do uh, and got into the, the consulting business. So I've always been about selling and I actually learned sales at uh, DEA undercover narcotics. So, (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, cause you're buying and selling drugs and you're (laughs) buying and selling people's freedom who sell you drugs. So, I mean, it was, um, it was an interesting process, but ultimately when you look at it and I, I actually created a course quite a while ago called narc marketing. So how do narcotics agents, undercover narcotics agents go out and make a sale? Mm. I mean, that was the big question there. And yes, you got a paycheck, you're a government employee, whatever you didn't, you weren't 100% commissioned, but you did not have anything to do if you didn't go out and make a sale. So you had to go make a sale and ultimately it boiled down to going out and, and figuring out what is, what do you have to offer? And then go meet strangers, okay? First part of sales, go meet strangers. And everyone's like, oh, I don't like talking to strangers. Uh, because we're taught not to talk to strangers as little kids. Don't talk to strangers. Right. You know, everybody you come across that you're going to end up doing business with, um, at some point you're going to run into strangers. So you got to get used to talking to them. Figuring out what their key challenges are, okay? So meet strangers, figuring out what their key challenges are. Okay, then you have to win their trust and confidence that you can solve those challenges. And then you got to close the deal and get them to say, okay, you're the person to do that for me. Hmm. So that actually translated into law enforcement. 
Now, you know, when you have a uniform on and a badge or whatever, you got a SWAT team with you, um, they don't necessarily have much of a choice <laughs> when it comes to, am I going to do business with you? Because you're there. And business is going to happen. But how do you make them love or at least accept what you're doing? Because some people are, you know, typically it's like half of the police call is going to like what's going on. The other half's not. Right. But how do you get them to respect and accept it? And that basically comes down to, um, you know, that, that concept of, look, whether or not you like what's going on, I want to do what's right by the rules of society. And, you know, there's consequences to actions, mm -hmm. but I'm going to respect you and I'm going to be fair to you. Um, and I would ask the same in return. So it, it was, it was kind of, you know, it was a sales process negotiating mm -hmm. a situation. And I've been involved in some interesting negotiations on, on the SWAT aspect or even just, you know, negotiating with, with criminals as a police officer. Um, you're, you're selling freedom, you're selling lives, you're selling, um, you know, everything from their well-being. Uh, people can lose, lose their livelihood over a single police call. Mm. So you, know, you got you to gotta kind of negotiate your way through this. So I took a lot of that from there. And I looked at it and I thought, okay, thankfully I'm not dealing with life or death situations anymore. Right. But I am dealing with life or death situations when it comes to somebody's family, their, their income, their, their future, uh, their prosperity, their feelings, um, their, their self-image or public image. And how do you work around all those emotions in order for it to be a win? Hmm. And that's, you know, fundamentally, that is the core of sales. How do I create a win for this person? And, um, you know, they want a fair win. They're not going to try and take advantage of you. If they do, that's not really the person you want to do business with. But if you approach it the right way, they should look at it and go, this is a fair win. And I appreciate that because we can both be better as a result of this. Right. Wow. Interesting. All right. That was good. Which, as you say, you know, your uh, podcast is start with a win. Yeah. There <laughs> you go. I think it's, you know, what I, what I will say about you for sure that I really respect is the consistency that you have with, you know, your belief system and your um your your style and your leadership style i think that you're very consistent and that is a strong quality to have that i think some people don't always um instinctually have because they're not clear on who they are and i find that you are very clear that that's something i really feel like i've experienced in watching you as the ceo of remax is you're very clear about who you are and what you aspire to be and how you communicate that i think is really um inspiring to watch. I think it's great. That's cool. Thank you, Kendall. It was funny. I, I was listening to, listening to uh, one of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's podcasts and he mentioned that, you know, people keep asking him, why do you keep saying the same thing? He goes, cause it hasn't changed. It's right. the same thing. He goes, these are fundamentally principles and beliefs and your beliefs generally are going to adjust. They're not going to change though. And your print, the principles are going to be the same. And if there are those, these principles of kindness and giving and, and, you know, community and things like that, yeah, you're going to continue to hear the same thing, but you know, you just got to keep doing your pushups and you got to keep, you know, making that impact and giving and the same words. We'll yeah. Kinda... But, but it's clarity. And yeah. I think that that is 
that is a necessity to being a, a strong um, and an influential leader is having complete clarity, you know, about who you are, what, what where the goals are and um, how you plan to achieve them. And I think that people respect that as opposed to the inconsistency that you see in other people that constantly change with the wind, you know, which is why you are where you're at. If you could improve in one other area in your leadership style or in the way that you kind of communicate where would you need to improve or what would you need to grow or change um, as a leader? I think one of the biggest challenges as a leader and one of the biggest places that I feel that I should improve is I would love to have a better refinement of that switch between thinking and doing Mm. because you know, what we, what we find ourselves, um, you know, I, I run from a strategic position. I have to run this, big company with several sub companies underneath it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always looking at things like, okay, strategically, how does this uh, need to, um, you know, continue, you know, the whole start, stop, continue. So some things you begin, some things you stop doing and some things you continue doing in order to, to create the greatest outcome for uh, the stakeholders of the organizations holistically. And you get in that mindset of strategic thought and then you have to also take and walk into some place and put on your executing mind. And it's hard to unplug that strategic mind when the executing mind is going on. Because, and it, it's, it's a focus challenge mm. for a leader. And I, I, I want to be better at that because I, I run my, my executing in little sprints and then I go to this like big strategic thought and I might throw on my my headphones and listen to a podcast and, and continue to expand on the, on the strategic thought. I'll be like, Oh, I got to go execute on that. So being able to make that switch is uh, it's a challenge for me um, because I, I do get easily distracted by the strategic thought when I'm back down to the executing, uh, you know, actions, which is why I hire really good executors. <laughs> but, um, but I still have things that I need to execute myself. Uh, you know, be it creating podcast scripts or, um, you know, some of the, the items that I want to specifically work on or even, you know, what does my workout plan look like or something like mm-hmm. that. So um, I, I want to be better at that. That's one of my key goals for 2020 is to, um, obviously I've defined what that challenge is, but it's to it's to execute on it and be able to look back at the day and go, did I do a good job of during my execution time executing on those things that I want to do? And I just, I made a commitment to my coach this morning. I'm going to execute on these things before you and I talk next. Mm. So I know I have to go do that. And I was doing some continuing education the other day and I, I had to sit down and say, okay, you have like eight hours of continuing education to do, by the way, real estate agents, it's, you're probably going to hear this after the first of the year, but uh, you know, did you get your CE done? But um, so, you know, it's, it's a struggle, you know, to sit down and go, all right. And Kendall, you know, between your, you know, the legal aspects of your, you know, the bar and real estate and everything else. I don't know what you're, you've got active, but there's a lot of continuing education in that. So. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, 
Okay. So I love what you're saying here. You, you won't need to refine or refine front between the you know, strategy and execution. Have you identified some specific strategies that you can use to do that to actually, you know, implement on your, on that goal? Yes, uh, I have. I, I love, this is like a coaching session. <laughs> I love it. Well, you coach people. So, so you're, you're good at this. Stuff. Well, you're coaching me in this audience. What are you talking about? This is right, awesome. So, <laughs> But I, I love this um, because if you look at uh, you look at what happens for a habit. So a habit is a cue, a routine, and a reward. Okay. Mm. So I I said, how do I make this change? So I have to have a cue. I have to put myself in a place, and um, you know, put on my headphones, turn on my um, like I typically like to execute with classical music on because it keeps mm. me focused and allows me to do one thing. Um, it narrows my, my mind instead of letting it wander into those strategic thoughts. So, um, because I, I don't have problems with the strategic thought process. I can put it on a podcast. I have a couple different that I listen to. Um, some of them is the same one over and over again, because there are certain phrases or, or ideas that stimulate more thought because mm -hmm. thought creates thought. And if you're listening to new ideas, boom, you're getting new ideas. So, um, so the strategy part I'm fine with, it's, narrowing that execution part, which, so my cue is sit down with what I'm going to do, nothing else on my computer, no tabs, no social media, none of that stuff. And, and write it out. Mm. I mean, I got, I got a whiteboard behind me. I got a whiteboard table here in front of me. I got whiteboards over there, but um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, I was saying if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. So I love this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so sit down. The routine is execute on it. I'll have my cup of coffee my GSD or, or my bouge cup full of water over there. Um, and then reward. I need to, I need to just go and say that was an amazing experience. Pat on the back, enjoy the pro, you know, the, the experience of what I've done and then put myself back into the strategic aspect of popping on a, you know, a podcast or, you know, improve your hustle, who knows, you know, something like that. Um, and, and go back to strategy, but, but it's gotta be specific for me. I'm a very regimented human being. You know, I get up at four 30 every morning. Um, even then my, my wife wants me to <laughs> sleep till a little longer on weekends. She's like, that's too early on weekends. But somehow I'm like this at four 30 and there's a German shepherd nose in my face. But, um, you know, I, I, I need a regiment and that's, that's probably why I'm struggling with this, but, uh, that's, that's how I'm going to get there is cue routine reward. Um, make it a habit. Yeah. Do it over and over the same way every time. And that habits be habit becomes, um, more instinctual or instinctive, whatever you want to make up words today. Um, you know, I so do it all the time. <laughs> okay. I love it. So, um, so that, that's how I'm going to do that. Kendall is, uh, and feel free to check in with me on my progress. I will. I love this. Actually, I am learning so much from you right now. Like I, I never thought of, so the Q, I wrote that down, Q routine reward as a strategy for um, turning something into a, into a habit. I, I really like that because I, there's certain things, changes, even physical changes. I know I need to make in my life um, that I've been avoiding and, you know, a lot of times for me, you know, I talk to people about the fact that you need to, you know, of course, number one, write things down. If it's not a writing, it doesn't, doesn't exist. And I have another one. Don't just think it, ink it. Um, and that yeah. applies to like everything <laughs> in my life. And so 
uh, with making these changes, um, typically I've noticed about myself that if I don't want it, I won't do it. So there's no amount of pain or gain or anything that until I've decided mentally I'm ready, then the change will be made. Um, and then, but I love the fact that you talk about the fact that you need the routine, you need the structure. Um, it's something also from that book that I told you about earlier, uh, The Road Less Stupid. He says, um, you cannot have success without structure and discipline. And, you know, and part of having the structure is having the plan, you know, having the goal, having, having, having the GPS as I, as I learned from momentum over the years with Remax. And then on the other hand of, of that, is the discipline. And I think that comes from masterminding, from coaching, like getting coaches and mentors to hold you accountable. Um, and it's the balance of those things that bring it all together. And I think um, in, in the middle, like what you said with the key routine reward, to me, it's like that kind of goes perfectly right there just to help me bridge my structure, my discipline, and actually getting myself to do what I said I'm going to do, you know, um, I it also brings me to this concept of integrity. Anybody who's heard me speak when I do my business planning summits, I always talk about, you know, it's, it should be given when I ask a room full of people who has integrity, you know, everyone should raise their hand. And I say, okay, well, how do you define integrity? And then they'll come out with their definitions and I'll say something like, well, you know, integrity is doing what you say you're going to do, even when no one's looking. Right. And then I go to the next level and I said, and this I think is um, relevant here today because it's a new year. Um, who has made New Year's resolutions? And then did they actually execute? You know, and so many of us fail to execute on our New Year's resolutions because we don't put together a proper Q routine reward for executing. And, um, and I think, you know, that, and I say to people, it's like, well, if you can't even deliver on the promises you made to yourself, how can we really say we have integrity if, you know, we're not even displaying integrity within ourselves? And I think that's an aha, that was an aha for me because someone taught me that. And um, in fact, he's in the Remax network. And, uh, but that was a really good one for me to learn. And I think that that is a perfect little bookend to your Q routine reward. I love that. I love, love, love that. So you, you threw a, um, a good book in there, The Road Less Stupid. Keith Cunningham, so, yes. Yeah, let's throw a couple books out there. Do you mind? Yes, let's do it. Yes. Okay. What, what are your 2020 books? All right. So, you know, I'm-, I'm Or recommendations, I should I'm, say. I'm rereading some books because I, I think there's just a lot of gold in here. And I, I don't believe you can read through a book and go, oh, that had some cool stuff in it and not implement them. So right. I'm a huge fan of habits, okay? Right. I, I believe habits build success, or at least they build results. And if you do the right habits, you get successful results. So um, I, I talked about two routine reward. That's Charles Duhigg, uh, The Power of Habit. Okay. Um, so that's a good one. And then there was another one that came out about a year ago called Atomic Habits by James Clear, which I love. Great book. Uh, James is a great speaker. Um, you know, you can just listening to him talk through some of these are uh, amazing ideas. And then uh, you talked about discipline. So mm -hmm. discipline is, is really kind of hard to, um, to wrap your head around for most people because they go, all right, what is discipline? Uh, you know, I hate it. It's got like negative connotations to it because we would get disciplined 
when we would get in trouble, right? right. But um, but Jocko Willink, the the Navy SEAL commander, um, wrote a book called uh, Extreme Ownership, and he mm-hmm. talked about discipline equals freedom in that. And it's kind of interesting. Recently, I saw Jocko has been posting on Facebook every morning at like four thirty in the morning um, a picture of his watch of him headed to the gym, and I'm like, I I respect that because he's not doing that for everybody else. He's doing that for himself, and everybody else gets to receive the the results of him doing that for them for himself because that's leadership mm-hmm. and he's demonstrating his discipline as a leader and everybody else gets to go game on mm-hmm. challenge accepted okay. so um so those are just three books i thought were fantastic but i'm and, and ultimately all three of them have to do with creating habits of success yeah. uh, habits to move the ball forward you know you could then you could go to the compound effect by darren hardy Another great reread um, yes. that, you know, you, you add 10 calories or subtract 10 calories from your diet every day. And over a period of months, years, you're going to see the results of those 10 calories a day. And 10 calories is like, you know, nothing. It's like a lifesaver, really? if you will. Uh, you know, what is it? Uh, the uh, Tic Tacs, two and a half calorie breath mint. So, uh, you know, four <laughs> of those in a day and, and you'll see results over a couple of years. So um, it's it comes down to what we do every day has a difference. And um, what is it? Aristotle has a quote. Uh, this was the, the quote that I led my SWAT team by. And that quote is, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Hmm. So um, of course, so is other things that we repeatedly do. So if, if you have, poor habits, you're going to magnify them through repetition. Proper good habits are magnified through repetition. And those don't, aren't just for us. Those are for everybody. So, you know, it'd be like, Kendall, if I said, I'm going to commit to calling you once a week and saying, hi, Kendall, thanks for all you do. And I did that. I mean, think of just how your heart would feel about me expressing gratitude on a, on a weekly basis to you. I mean, just, it gets bigger every time. Right. And that's, that's how, um, the repetition, how the, the habits, how the discipline and that freedom around that, how us caring and creating customer experience, um, how all these things tie together. A hundred percent. Wow. That was so good. So, so, so good. And I feel like with those words, that's a great place to to stop abusing all of your time. <laughs> no, I love this. <laughs> I feel like I'm abusing your time. I'm just taking such advantage of the time I'm getting with you. This is so awesome. Um, I am so, so, so grateful. And um, is there any final words that you feel for that you would like to leave um, these aspiring leaders that are listening here today um, that you could could you could part with them on. I, w- I would love, you know, any, any suggestions or thoughts, you know, strategy, yeah. anything. Well, we're, we're turning the quarter corner into a new decade. Okay. Um, the, the 2020s. Hmm. So, uh, you know, it, it's a good time for us to hold up the mirror and reflect on how we are, are performing for ourselves because how we perform for ourselves is how we're going to perform for everybody else. And you know, I, I mentioned um, like Gary Vaynerchuk, 
he said he said something that I found was profoundly important, and that's nobody can do your push-ups for you. So um, we can't hope that something gets done for us. You either need to delegate it or do it yourself, or disregard it and go somewhere else and do something else that's a better use of your time. But ultimately, if you want to get push-ups done, you have to do your own push-ups. Um, nobody can exercise for you. Nobody can work on your health, but you, nobody can work on your relationships, but you, uh, and you know, ultimately what this is doing is this is saying, stop being distracted by everything else and be the best you that you can possibly be. Um, we get another chance to, to say we are pushing that, that reset button in life. Cause we start a new year, we start a new decade and you know, you get a try every day. So make it a good try and be a good human being, deploy gratitude, love, laugh, mm -hmm. learn, mm -hmm. but don't just sit and watch things go by because that's when you lose. So that's what I have to say. Um, and Kendall, love what you do. Thanks for all you do. Um, you're making a huge difference in the world. And uh, you know, this is the, best part of my job of my life is I get to, I get to talk to people like you that are making a difference and um, going out there and, you know, making the best of it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You set a wonderful example. You really do, honestly. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. That was part two for our leadership lessons from our CEO, Adam Contos. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you were empowered, inspired, and challenged to wake up, level up, repeat. 